Welcome to episode 7 of No Cartridge Audio. Uh, my name is Trevor Strunk. You can find me online and Twitter at Hagelbon. Um, my PayPal is paypal.me backslash Hagelbon. Patreon, patreon.com backslash Hagelbon. Um, and uh, yeah, almost anywhere online as, as far as that. Um, no Cartridge is now on iTunes. Uh, you can look us up there. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, of course. And at no-cartridge.net if you need a uh, an RSS feed for non-iTunes players. Um, I'm doing a couple of episodes today as makeup. Um, and the first one I mainly did because I wanted something to relax me before this sort of marathon uh, recording and thinking session. Um, and I opened up the really interesting uh, Fail Better Games uh, production, uh, Sunless Sea. Uh, Sunless Sea has been sort of a pet uh, obsession of mine for a while. I wrote about it uh, for the blog early on. I spoke a little bit about it on um, the Game Garden podcast, which I was a part of, um, am a part of, if we start recording again. Um, and I'm just kind of fascinated with it. I really like it um, in a lot of ways. But it's also not a typical game, right? It doesn't um, It doesn't really work as a... Uh, it's not challenging in the ways that games mostly are. It's a resource management game. There's some sort of survival element. Um, you can, you know, screw yourself pretty badly and uh, end up, you know, in the middle of the ocean, ready to lose all the progress you've made if you don't do any quick saves. It can be frustrating that way, difficult that way, challenging that way, nerve-wracking that way. So yeah, it has those game elements. Um, however, uh, what it also has is this sort of like replayability that I think is. Uh, almost unmatched by other games. I'm always coming back to it to play it again and again, even though really what I'm unearthing isn't, you know, anything more than just like getting more objects and, 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 and sailing my boat around the world at a slow pace. It's, it's not, it's not entertaining in the way that say doom is, but I replay it far more than I replay doom. So what's going on here? Um, I think one of the things that's going on is that sunless sea uses repetition as an aesthetic, um, you know, the game itself is practically or essentially impossible to finish. I mean, you could finish it, you could go through every single dialogue choice, but it's run in a sort of D&D style, like, probability um, matrix. So you have sort of like, I don't know, you have particular um, settings, hearts, veils, uh, things like pages um, that allow you in conversations to have a particular percentage of having a particular branch open up to you. Um and if you roll the dice on those percentages, they work sometimes, they don't work other times. You'd have to play the game quite a bit, especially if you aren't using the quick save, which the game encourages you not to do. And I, in fact, think, you know, makes a lot of sense in the game not to use. Um, you have to play it a ton to actually get every single piece of the game out. So you're not playing for comprehension. You might be playing for the ending condition. But again, once you end, the game just starts again with the new sea captain. You can retire, but then your son or your kid or your whoever picks it back up. Um Really, for me, anyway, I'm playing for the repeatability of the feel, the atmosphere, etc. Um, so the question becomes, why should this even appeal, right? It's not about difficulty. It's not about, like, you know, um, uh, uh, comprehension. It's not about sort of finishing up a story, necessarily, since the story is just about your captain kind of trying to find his way through this weird apocryphal world in a slow pace in difficult situations. Um, yes, there are storylines that you might want to finish in the game, but... By and large, it's like a world that produces more and more and more stories, which is to say, you know, paradoxically, also no stories at all. It's just you finding what you find. It's catch-as-catch-can in a particular way. 
on some level, though, this kind of speaks to the immersion and co-authorship of games that we hear so much about, right? It's not that I'm saying I'm the co-author of Sunless Sea. I think this is like actually something that we misunderstand about the idea of co-authorship of video games too often. It's that my experience of the game has as much to do with its success as a, you know, a game um, as anything else, right? If I choose not to engage with the game on its own terms, it is a slow game where you pilot a boat in a 2D, not especially graphically interesting world to look at text. <laughs> it's not appealing in, in a sort of like basic game way. There's no you know, immediate sense of skill uh, attached to it. It is like opening a book and reading a very difficult, practically speaking, not, not um, ideologically or intellectually speaking book, right? Um, and so the question becomes like, does this actually make it harder for a game like Sunless Sea to be art, right? Art is ideologically and intellectually challenging, but it shouldn't require co-authorship necessarily insofar as appreciation and um, engagement is, you know, important and good and like an aesthetic enjoyment. It can be drawn out of it. Um, But that doesn't make a thing art. Me, you know, getting an emotional appeal out of something like Death Wish uh, because like I remember the aesthetic from when I'm a kid or like I, you know, watched it at a particular time. It doesn't make it art. It's still sort of like a fascist dreamscape. It's it's flawed in any number of ways. It's a fun movie. I'd watch it right now, um, but it's not art. Uh, so appreciation can't be enough, right? Uh, my appreciation of Sunless Sea doesn't make it art. However, um, there is a reading practice that something like Sunless Sea has that Death Wish doesn't, right? I can enjoy Death Wish, but I'm getting the same thing every time. When I open Sunless Sea, I'm getting new things. I'm finding new pieces. And maybe they don't add up to a coherent whole. Maybe it doesn't even matter what the narrative is. But new things keep coming up. There's a deduction built in there. There's a repetitive reading practice built in there. If you don't use the quick save when your captain dies, you start over from scratch and you reread the stories again and again and again. So that's a way that you could imagine a potential for telling stories in new ways, if it was managed correctly, if something was revealed every time. Um, sort of a kind of epistolary, uh, something that like Samuel Richardson might be interested in. Um, something underneath a... a um, a kind of buried text within the game itself. Um, the Sunless Sea buried texts, like specifically in order to produce this reading practice, I don't think so. I think there's like a repetition there that's built in playfully, and I think it really works. I think the odds making in it, I think you know the choices you have to make, the idea that you have to be okay with losing your captain at any given point. I think all of that really does add to the aesthetic, and I think it's a smart and well produced game. Um, but I don't think it's like art necessarily. Uh, I do think, though, there's this dialectic that the game produces, and probably through its reading practice, between relaxation and engagement. And that's really interesting in terms of video games, and something really interesting in terms of the next game I'll talk about, which is Sim Golf uh, on the patron-only episode, um, that I think ties into not only resource management games or sim games, but just games in general, this, this, this dialectic between relaxation and engagement, difficulty and... Um, letting oneself, letting one's mind kind of drift. Um, that's worth thinking about. And I'll definitely revisit Sunless Sea on this podcast again because it's something that I play a lot of uh, just to relax. Um, and I may as well talk about that as well. Uh, but I'd like to think about that moving forward, and I think it's worth thinking about moving forward. So keep your eye on this space for the rest of the day. I'll be at least releasing one more, and maybe if the mood strikes me, two more podcasts just to get right back on track. And thanks to all the new patrons. Uh, you really make this... Uh, you know, 
that much easier to do uh, more and more, and I'll be able to produce more and more ambitious work. And and, and frankly, I'm just excited to do it with you. Um, So please rate, review, subscribe, and uh, keep an eye out. I will see you all later today. Bye.